And welcome back, guys. Is this another one? Yeah, it's another one. Um, surprised you guys are listening. If you guys are finding something to enjoy in the show, great. Let me know. Uh, you can find me on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook. Just search up Benzium, and you should be able to find something on me. Uh, even on Reddit, if you guys find it. Just wanted to give a quick shout out to all the uh, countries y'all are coming from. We've got South Africa, which is the majority. Then we have the United States, France, Sweden, Saudi Arabia, Finland. Do I know anyone there? No. Um, Netherlands, Botswana, Japan. Whoa, Japan? Okay, that's interesting. Um, Czech Republic and Germany so far. So huge shout out to you guys thank you for listening thank you for being like the first uh 50 or 54 let's say so far to listen to this podcast um if you didn't guess by me saying it my name's benzium or just ben um just thought i'd do this as a hobby to pass the time see how it goes and i'm kind of having fun with it right now um so today I wanted to go over a new show that I discovered like a month ago or so um let's just go over this spoiler alert this is a show that I really want you to go and watch before I say anything about it so if you haven't seen it yet I'm sure you saw by the uh, title that I'm going to put on this um, podcast that if you know it, good. If you don't know it, go watch it. I don't want to spoil anything for you because I'm going to go into every detail for each episode. So, yep, that's my disclaimer. Okay, gone, good. Let's get into it. So... This show is set in Victorian London. The premise is that you've got a range of different people that you have no knowledge about, basically, that um, at the beginning you just see this massive uh, spaceship-looking thing flying over London. Everybody stops and looks at this thing. Um, You've got one woman who's in the water. You don't know anyone at this point. Um, and as this thing flies over it begins to disintegrate and you see these little like light particles floating down and uh, touching certain people you have no idea what the hell is going on you don't know what those light particles are but it's only touching certain individuals by the end of this thing as it like disintegrates into nothing and disappears everybody gets up and walks away like nothing ever ever happened except for maybe one person who seems to remember actually seeing this thing um as it keeps going on you get introduced to amalia true she seems to be running some sort of orphanage but this orphanage is not exactly what it seems to be come to discover that all those people that were sort of touched by these light particles as this thing flew over them they are come to be regarded as the touched everybody who's regarded as touched has some sort of um, what they deem a term so for all intents and purposes is a power 
that sets them apart. Everybody's turn, everybody's ability is completely different from the next. Nobody has... It's, it's like a fingerprint, that's how unique these powers are. Which I find quite interesting because normally when you get some sort of like superhuman or um, super powered TV show, you get some powers that sort of like cross over. So you get like, uh, for instance, the Hulk, super strong. You've got Juggernaut, super strong. You've got people that can fly, you've got people that can float, people that can like swim underwater. But with this one, every single power is completely unique to that person for some reason. I think it will become clearer as time moves on, but for right now, we've got like a set number of people that um, have disabilities. As time moves on, you sort of gain more appreciation for the relationships that are formed between these different characters. You've got the main character, Amalia True, who's got her uh, best friend, kind of, who's also a brilliant inventor, but you've come to realize that the part of her that invents these miraculous devices, I mean, miraculous for the time that it was in, but even miraculous for our current time, um, I mean, I never thought in Victorian London there'd be somebody that invented an like, electric car. Electric cars, even today, they're there, but you don't find a lot of them. But I think that's mainly due to the point that um, a lot of the big industry oil tycoons would hate for electric vehicles to take over because then they would lose their money-making machines. So, hey. We can only buy them when you can. They're bloody expensive. Most countries' infrastructure are not built to handle them. And I think that was done on purpose, but that's besides the point. Um, we come to meet a few different people and we find out that even one of the upper class, I think his name is uh, Augie, August, who also come to know is also one of the touched after you meet another lady named Mary who has a song that only the touched can hear after hearing that song Amalia True wants to take sort of advantage of that song to get more people that are touched to come to the orphanage so when she eventually rescues Mary from uh, let's say a precarious situation they get her to a park and set up some amplifiers, which again, Penance had actually built when Amalia actually says what amplifiers are. You don't really think twice about the fact that she knows what an amplifier is. You can't, because, I mean, up until that point, amplifiers would not have been a thing. But we just like glance past it and move on. Um, as Amalia begins to sing in the park with the amplifiers going you notice that some people around London hear this and start like turning around start to like follow where the music is coming from um, eventually at some point Mary is murdered so up until that point you'd think that everything depends on Mary we need like Mary to do whatever this grand plan or mission is supposed to be and almost as soon as you get to know more about Mary she's 
pulls out, she's taken, she's killed. You are like, well, I was left flabbergasted. That I was like, what the hell just happened? Like, and she wasn't just like killed by one shot. She was riddled with holes. Like, that was like a brutal killing. So. Another thing about the show is that it doesn't shy away from how brutal things can be, especially when somebody is told, like, no, make sure that um, this person is dead. Don't just, like, kill her. Make it a point of, like, we're watching you sort of thing. Like, we, we know what you're up to. We're not going to let you get away with this kind of thing. So, yeah. After that, it's a little while later like maybe a couple of days or so before one of the um one of the touched one of the girls that stays at the orphanage uh who's a, a woman or a little girl that somehow when her turn manifested she gained an understanding of basically every single language that there is human or otherwise but she lost the ability to speak in English, which I find kind of like, why? Why, why? why would she lose that language but gain every other language? I mean, she still understands that she can still hear when people are speaking to her, but when it comes to her being able to speak to them in the same language, it just doesn't really work. So I think that's one of the things like terms of like the biblical nature and to say you speak in tongues she's literally speaking in tongues she's speaking in every single language that's out there um eventually she manages to convince one of her friends that she understood what mary was saying that it was actually some sort of message so they get a whole bunch of people together to try and decipher what this thing was they sort of go through every single language that she's speaking and eventually they get a language where one of the people actually understands what she was saying. And they keep on going and going and going until like other parts of the song are, or other parts of what she's saying are able to be translated by the different translators that they have in the room. Eventually they come to figure out that the message wasn't really a message for everyone. It was more a message specifically for Amalia True. Or let's say the soul that inhabits Amalia True you'll come to realize why I say that right now. Um, when Amalia hears this, she almost breaks down and she finally has a true understanding of what she's supposed to do, or not really the whole, th whole, like the whole picture, but more like what is she supposed to do right now, where um, this being or entity that sent the message told her to come and find me, like, um, underneath London but it doesn't really say where it just says come find me but so, for some reason Amalia knows exactly what is meant by that and sets off basically um, when it comes to the final episode I know I'm skipping a lot but I'm not trying to do like a complete rundown of like blow by blow of what happened exactly just trying to get to all of, like the major points um, in the final episode you start in the future it's like the first 20 minutes of that episode are set in a time way in the future like 20 99 20 something like that there's a massive uh, post-apocalyptic war going on 
At first I thought it was a different planet, but then you come to realize that it's actually Earth. Um, and you meet all these different people that up until that point we have no idea who the hell they are or what what's going on you almost think that you're watching the wrong show until they mention the name of the alien species that was actually mentioned in the previous five episodes the galanthi at that point you realize that you're actually in the future because all the technology is advanced all the weapons are advanced you walk into the buildings everything is very cut clean futuristic and one of them you find out is some sort of like when they say stripe you think like very special forces um highly ranked like if you have for like in for instance when you come to a game like mass effect mass effect has a special division called n7 anybody that sort of passes the N7 class is like top of the top special forces like if they walk in the room everybody has to listen to them and that's the impression that you get from anybody that is called Stripe like they're highly tactical uh, highly efficient killers highly efficient soldiers you, you don't really want to be against one of them and after they sort of get into the situation in the future they sort of end up getting killed off one by one eventually she's sort of the only one left standing and she decides like now um, enough's enough I'm done I've been fighting for like 20 30 years fighting a war where I don't even know what I'm really fighting for anymore and she decides to sort of end it so she goes up to the garden sits down takes what I think are like suicide capsules I'm not sure and as she does that the Galanthi that they were trying to protect on its way away from earth sort of grabs her soul but you don't really know that she that that's what it's doing you just see it like these um, ethereal tentacle arms like sort of brush past the stripe and move on but you see like amongst the lights of the Galanthi you see a little like blue light which if you're not really paying attention you could miss so. um, and then that's it the next time you see anything you see the life of the real Amaria True, what she was. She was a poor baker, just struggling to make ends meet. Um, eventually, she's told by the owner of the bakery that her daughter is coming up on 12 years old and it's about time that she starts working in the bakery. But in order for her to work in the bakery, Amalia sort of has to take a lower position so that she can pay the daughter enough to get to get by, which means Amalia will be taking a lower pay. Um, so Amalia eventually takes up an offer for marriage from some random guy you don't really know anything about except that his name is true, so she takes up his name. And from there, things just go from bad to worse to even more horrible for Amalia as uh, she has an abusive husband that doesn't really give two shits about whether Amalia is happy or not. Um, after that, you find that this um, 
the man's mother yeah the man's mother is very sick but just like on on her bed like sort of on death's door but not exactly right there but whatever disease that she has sort of prevents her from speaking not long after that the son the one that marries Amalia True passes away from apparently the same disease that was afflicting the mother but the mother is still alive somehow which I'm still like baffled by um, then Amalia is told that all the debts that the husband had prior to passing away have now all fallen on Amalia and she has to find a way of dealing with that while she's basically making um, cents on the dollar I guess for the work that she's doing for the bakery basically just running around and delivering bread every day one day she gets to like her normal route and instead of turning left she decides no enough's enough and I'm just gonna end it which is a parallel to what the stripe had like you find it doesn't matter what year you're living in or what era or century there's always going to be something that's going to be like okay enough's enough i'm just gonna sort of cut and run and end it all so she walks over to the water i'm not sure if it's a lake or the ocean and just jumps in like suicide style and from there that's where things get a little bit interesting because that is the end or the death of Amalia True, like the real Amalia True, and the birth of or the rebirth of the stripes, the soul that I told you about earlier that was taken up by the Galanthi. Uh, when she wakes up, you realize that this person is no longer speaking in a British accent but in the accent of the stripe the american or canadian accent and she's very vulgar she's very rude she's just like what the hell's going on is this a sim what the hell like this thing just feels weird and it doesn't take her oh it takes a while but for like the first few minutes or so she's still in disbelief like she doesn't believe that this is real like she thinks that all this stuff is fake or just all off and all kinds of things she even ends up uh, beating up the person that she's brought to like in front of as things get more interesting when she's just like she's I think she's knocked out by one of the guards then she wakes up in, in chains and that's the first time we see Sarah aka malady because throughout the season you've get, gotten hints that both amalia true and malady know each other from somewhere but we don't know exactly where turns out that they met inside the um asylum so from there they sort of make a bond they start confiding in each other and some gentleman shows up saying that I need to run some tests and you're going to be part of my experiment and everything you'll, you'll see who this gentleman is when you watch it um, as things progress Amalia decides no this, this also feels kind of wrong like I know that this guy's gonna if I do tell him what I know 
he's gonna start experimenting on me or whatever so she decides that she's gonna sell Sarah to the wolves and says no no Sarah's the one that actually started speaking about the light in the sky and this things falling down and God touching people and whatever so she sort of like avoided prosecution by shifting the blame to Sarah and then on top of that she tells Sarah to tell him everything that she knows because she's he's gonna help but like you kind of feel bad for Sarah like she doesn't know what's going on because she wasn't the first person to speak but it's just a crazy situation from there you come to know like I get a full understanding of what kind of relationship that they had like Sarah did trust Amalia but Amalia just did what she had to do for the mission like everything was for the mission and that's the only thing that she could count on she didn't want to trust the people too hard, too much because she was just like I need to get the mission started whatever mission this is which she wasn't really given she was just put in a body and there live when the last thing she remembers she was dying in her own body but it's one of those like I think this show sort of like it baffles you from the beginning because you don't really know much backstory on any of the characters you only know what you know from the beginning of episode one which is okay here are these people this is what they're currently doing and this is where it's going sort of thing you don't know what happened in the past up until you get to the sixth episode where they start giving you the backstory like okay this is what each person was doing and you realize that the Amalia true that we've known this whole time is only been Amalia true for a short time the real Amalia true actually died that day when you saw her walk into the water which I don't know if any other show has ever done this and the fact that all the main actors, all the major players are all female with males playing supporting roles or one of them being the or like a couple of them being the antagonist at any given point. It's a very interesting take on the way Hollywood typically does things. I don't think I've ever enjoyed a show as much as this one. Up in the, I know I did say that Game of Thrones was my favorite, but that was before I saw this, and this is, as much as it's gory, a lot of action, there's a lot of things that happen that don't really make sense until you have more information, more backstory into what's happening. Um, the whole reason why Amalia is such a good fighter is because she's already spent a lifetime fighting in the future. Which, at the beginning, I was every time I saw her fight, I was like, where did she learn how to fight like that? It's just more and more that makes you love the show, or makes me love the show the way that I do. I don't think I've had that much fun watching something that is sort of sci-fi, but also Victorian, to the point where you forget what's like what's happening around you and just focus on the show like it it's pulls you in the music these aesthetics the visuals that they give even though a lot of it is done on some sort of green screen you don't really get the feeling that it was green screen not until you 
see the Galanthi, but even then, um, you don't really think of it as green screen, you just think of it as part of the the immersion. I think that's probably why they waited until episode 6 to show you this alien figure, this alien creature that um, that is supposedly there to help humans in a way, or help people, but by the time that they arrived on the planet was already far too late. So I have this theory that says that um, maybe they went back to Victorian times to before the world was too far gone because they thought that maybe in that time there will be enough time to save the planets before humans sort of destroy it beyond repair before nuclear war uh, weapons have destroyed the planet before all these wars and all this famine and all this uh, human disasters uh, have taken beyond the point of no return beyond uh, Rubicon so to speak so it's really one of those shows that I would recommend to any of you it doesn't matter where you come from it's a very fun show very what's the word I'm looking for very engaging that's the one very very engaging so please please go out there find it it's on HBO it's the most fun I've had watching a show in a long while and I hope that you guys will enjoy it too that being said that's me for today and before I forget happy pride for everyone out there please enjoy be safe remember to wear your masks out there I had this one event earlier this week at work was just it, it, it blew my my mind just how ignorant some people can be when it comes to protecting yourself against the coronavirus I can't say stress this enough I've had COVID before, but I had the first version of COVID, and that was bad enough. Whatever's going on right now in 2021, guys, it's not a joke. Please protect yourselves. Please protect your families. It is bad out there, and it's only going to get worse. So make sure you physically distance yourself. We're not going to call it socially distancing physically distance from people so that even if somebody does have COVID it's not going to get to you make sure you sanitize make sure you wear your mask and stay safe right now it's winter for us so stay warm for anybody who's in the southern hemisphere and please take care guys you know where to find me and I'm out So for those of you still hanging around, thank you and appreciate your time. If you really enjoy the podcast, please head over to Apple Podcasts and leave a like or leave a review. Let me know how I'm doing. Let me know what I can do better. Or you could tell me what you want me to cover. Something you want me to talk about. Other than that, share it with your friends. Take care of yourself and may the force be with you.